Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolt with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Live. You know what that means? It's time to come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by flywithjt.com. That's flywithjt.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, as well as stay connected to everything that's going on in the high altitude community. You know, on this program, we talk a lot about mental toughness, right? Because it's it's at the core, it's one of the cornerstones of high performance. And it really is. It's at the core of, of, of performing at the highest level possible. To be able to have that mental fortitude to carry on in the face of challenges. To have the mental bearing, if you will, to be able to stand fast in the face of fear, trepidation, confusion, chaos, whatever it is. And we can see this. We can see evidence of it all around us. And a lot is made of mental toughness, especially in the high-performance world. No matter how tough you are, though, no matter how against quitting you might be, if you lack that strong central support beam, even the toughest people will crumble. You can see this. Some of the toughest guys in the world tap out of BUDS, Basic Underwater Demolition, the, the, the SEAL training that the U.S. Navy SEALs go through. Some of the toughest guys in the world go through that program and don't make it through. Why? Because they lack that strong central support beam known as emotional resilience. The solution, of course, is to build this strong emotional resilience where the mind goes, the body's going to follow. We can, we can see this all the time. Wherever it goes, the, you know, if your mind starts to go down this path of you know, feeling bad, pretty soon the body's going to follow it. If we start going down this path of self-doubt, pretty soon we start taking actions. We can even physically see it in the body language of certain people. It's very important to understand to have that strong emotional resilience is key and essential to having strong mental toughness. And when we have those two in place, I'm telling you, you can be bulletproof, virtually bulletproof, not truly bulletproof, of course. I don't want anybody to go out there and do anything foolish like take a bullet just for the sake of going out there to prove their toughness. What I'm really talking about here is how you can stand up to your fears. You can stand up to your self-doubt. You can stand up to any of those things that come up, especially when you're out there accomplishing your big missions in business and life. It's a key and essential element to entrepreneur success, I'll tell you that right now. But it's, it's essential to all of life. If you're building a career worthwhile, if you're raising a family, you have to have that emotional resilience. And how many times have you experienced this? At least once, I'm sure, in your life, maybe even once this week. Hell, you might have even experienced it once a day. That feeling where you're at your wit's end, right? It's great to be in flow. It's great to be hitting on all 12 cylinders. It's great to feel that you've got, you know, sort of the the world by the tail, But there are those times, aren't there, where we feel absolutely beat down, exhausted, tired, like we're at the end of our rope, like the fuel tank is all but dry. 
And in order to have that strong emotional resilience, it's key and essential to be able to climb out of that because you've got to change your physical state absolutely. You've got to change your emotional state. You've got to be able to remove yourself from that situation as quickly as possible. That's what the champions do. That's what the elite performers do. They're able to take themselves out of a tough situation emotionally, elevate themselves so they can take their performance to the next level. Again, where the mind goes, the body follows. What I've seen top people do is be able to overcome challenges. Right? You've probably seen this before. They've overcome that challenge before it really becomes an issue. It's almost like they get their foot stuck in the, in, the, in the bear trap, but just before the thing slams shut and traps them, they get their foot out. It's pretty remarkable. But I've also seen people stop dead in their tracks due to a challenge. And what's crazy about it is the challenge itself is not really what holds them back. It's not the lack of money. It's not the lack of time. It's not the lack of resources or support. It's the inability to handle those challenges, right, at, at any level. And so if we, can't if we can't handle the level of the challenge, we can't go above that, then how do we expect to solve the challenge? As Einstein said, we can't expect to create solutions at the same level the challenge or the, or the problem was created, right? So here are five ways to build and to bolster emotional resilience. If you've seen this in yourself or perhaps in other people, if you're a coach yourself, use these skill sets, these talents, these, these steps here to be able to help people build that resilience for themselves. Step one is to get outside of your bubble. Now, I think this is very important when we think about this because a lot of times what happens is we find ourselves going down a path because we get kind of in this self-contained, almost soundproof room echo chamber, if you will, where all we hear is our own thoughts, where all, all we hear is our own beliefs. And if that's the way we operate, then we have a tendency to think the whole world thinks like we do. And that can both be shocking and, uh, and frightening when we realize that that's not the case. It's very easy to confine ourselves into that bubble, especially as leaders, because we feel like we're at the top of the, you know, we're, we're the apex, if you will. We're at the top of the food chain. And so our job is to lead from, from the front and if we show any kind of you know, emotional vulnerability, if we show any kind of doubt, if we show any kind of uh, you know, uh, fear, then the concern is that the people that work beneath us or that are answering to us are going to somehow lose faith in us. So it's very important to understand if you confine yourself to a bubble in your thoughts, your beliefs, your challenges, whatever it is, all of a sudden that becomes the center of your universe. Isn't that interesting? So obsessing over our own stuff can actually create stagnation because we don't want to step outside that bubble. The fear is if we step outside the bubble, if we admit that, we're, that we've got challenges or concerns or doubts, all of a sudden it's going to create that same doubt. It's going to infuse that into the people around us. But what really solves this is to reach out to other people, fellow leaders, people that have been around the block more than once. It's important to be able to fill in the gaps of knowledge and understanding. If we have a gap in our understanding of the challenge, if all of a sudden because we're in our own little bubble trying to create a solution and we realize, man, I am all out of ideas. I don't seem to be able to come up with a solution to this. Then now it's time to reach out and ask a third party or ask other people, a board of advisors for help. And to challenge ourselves intellectually and to challenge our beliefs and our own ideals and ask ourselves, is it really this way? Is my way of believing the only way, or is there perhaps another way of seeing this, this challenge or seeing this situation? 
The next part that's important to building emotional resilience is to increase the pain, the pain threshold. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about physical pain, although I'll tell you kind of an interesting story about that. So back in uh, 2003, I was, I was still in the Navy, flying full-time active duty. I was actually on deployment on Christmas morning, Christmas Day. Uh, we had the day off. We took an op- a break from uh, flight operations, and my buddies and I went out and had a pickup game of touch football. And for whatever reason, I popped my ACL, kind of, from, frankly, from horsing around. And, and it's, it's kind of funny because I was, uh, I was basically, like, taunting one of my good friends. <laughs> and I jumped up to, to kind of make fun of him, and I landed awkwardly and blew my left ACL. Not the most awesome injury anybody's ever had, but a torn ACL basically took me out of being able to fly the airplane for a while. And so I went through a very painful uh, rehab process where I was building up the muscles in my legs to get ready for the surgery. Then they did the reconstruction on the actual knee. And then I went through the painful sort of process of uh, recovery and rehabilitation to get back on my feet. And I'll remember some of the best advice I got from my baby sister. My sister's 12 years younger than me. And she had been through as an athlete herself, uh, you know, performing at a high level in Division I soccer. She had been through a lot of painful injuries, broken bones, torn ligaments, torn uh, muscles, you name it. She's been, had these, like, pretty horrific injuries. And she gave me something very crucial as advice, and it really applies here. And that was, you want to come off your pain medications as early as possible. She said something interesting to me. She said, I like to feel myself heal. Now, let that sink in for a moment. Because to build emotional resilience, we have to increase our pain threshold. We have to literally feel ourselves healing inside the sort of confines of the, of the pain itself. It's too easy to mask the pain. In fact, we're encouraged to in today's society. We're encouraged to, to take pain medications. We're encouraged to go for a, la- a life of ease and, and uh, simplification. But sometimes it, it's... it's important to systematically increase the pain threshold and the stress capacity. It's a very valuable lesson that I learned from my sister, and it was pretty incredible because as I started to slowly wean myself off the pain meds, it was very uncomfortable. I mean, there were times where it was very hard to sleep, but it was crazy because I actually healed faster. I actually recovered faster. I actually got back on my feet faster as a direct result of allowing myself to increase that pain threshold. My challenge to you is that if you want to build emotional resilience and therefore have more mental toughness, you sort of have to lean into the pain a little bit, as opposed to running from the pain, as opposed to masking the pain. Allow the pain to be part of it. Allow yourself to be present with the pain. Scott Jurek, who's uh, one of the kind of legendary ultra-athletes, ultra-marathoner, talks about this, the necessity of wrapping yourself in pain like a blanket. Wow. I mean, think about that. This is a guy that runs you know, upwards of 100 miles at a time. Most people run a marathon, 26.2 miles. I mean, just thinking about that uh, wears most people out. But imagine running three or four marathons back-to-back-to-back without stopping. That's what Scott talks about. He talks about wrapping yourself in the pain and using it like a blanket. Now, listen, this isn't about trying to be, you know, macho here. It's not about pounding our chests and trying to prove how much pain we can take. What we're talking about is slowly, systematically scaling up your discomfort level and allowing yourself to actually feel the growth of your ability to handle the pain, the discomfort, the stress, the fear, whatever that pain is actually. If it's physical pain, that's one thing. If it's emotional pain, it's a whole other thing. 
Now, the next part to this is to be patient. And I think it's so important for us to really talk about this, and I really want you to, to focus in on this piece because I think it's probably one of the most important aspects to building emotional resilience. Having patience is one thing, patience with the situation, right? If you're building a business, for instance, it's very easy to become impatient and say, where are the results? When are we really going to hit our marks? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? But what I'm actually talking about here is developing self-patience, patience with yourself, being present and in the moment and looking for those lessons, looking for the value from the situation. This is very important. You know, you know one of the most central aspects to this, to this entire lesson is taking on the role of being a leader and seeing yourself as a victor, as opposed to being somebody who's waiting to be led, waiting for somebody to show us the way. We have to kind of lead ourselves here. And that means being patient with ourselves, saying, this is a process I'm learning as I'm going. It's that self-directed MBA of life from the school of hard knocks, right? So we have to take on that role of being a leader and see ourselves as not a victim, but rather being a victor saying, I will find a way to win. I may not win today. I may have lost one, two, three, four, five times in a row, but I will win eventually. I'm a winner overall. I'm a victor. I will find a way to make this thing happen. And that all goes to say that we have to have a deep sense of self-patience, patience with ourselves, patience with the situation, patience with the process, but especially patience with ourselves. Next is to spread our wings. Now, what I'm talking about this is, there's, there is a very important piece to emotional resilience where we have to be able to look in the mirror and say, I am enough. Who I am today as I stand right now is enough. I have what it takes to accomplish the mission. I have what it takes to win. I have what it takes to be my best in my field. And here's the thing. I may not be the best right now. I may not have recognized and realized my fullest potential yet but I have what it takes to get there. To recognize your self-worth, to have authentic gratitude for yourself, and to take pride in being self-sufficient, being secure in yourself, not needing somebody else to guide you, to motivate you, to coddle you, to acknowledge you, and feeling like you have that self-worth to be able to stand tall on your own two feet and spread your wings and fly on your own. That is a very huge mark of emotional resilience. And it's one of the things that when we start to do it on a regular basis, it is a force multiplier. It's like a snowball effect. The more you recognize your self-worth, the more you have authentic gratitude for who you are at the core, the more you are secure and truly love yourself for who you are and take pride in being the enough, saying, I am enough. It's awesome that I have support people around me. It's awesome that I have people that want to follow me on this journey. It's awesome that I have people who are willing to put their hat in the ring and be a part of the solution with me. That's great. But it almost acts as, you know, the sort of uh, the icing on the cake. We are the cake. We are enough. We don't require that outside support. It's great to have it, and we want to seek it out at all times. But we can be self-sufficient. We can find solutions. We can bridge the gaps simply because we're willing to spread our wings and recognize our own self-worth. And finally, one of the strongest aspects to building emotional resistance, or resilience rather, is to see ourselves as the solution. To be a solution not just for yourself but for others, a solution provider. 
to say, you know what, I have what it takes, the creativity, I have the wherewithal, I have the ingenuity, I have the resourcefulness to be able to come up with solutions to challenges, to not have to know exactly what the road ahead looks like, to trust myself enough to utilize my talents, my tools, my skills, my strengths to overcome whatever comes at me and accomplish the mission. That is the sign of an emotionally resilient person, somebody who has that emotional strength to be able to welcome the challenges that come at them. All comers, you come at me and I will find a way to overcome this. I will go through it, over it, under it. I will do whatever I have to do to get past this barrier, but I will win. Seeing yourself as the solution and presenting yourself as the solution provider for not just your own challenges but for other people, that is the mark of a truly emotional, resilient leader. And so today and every single day as you go out there to accomplish your missions, understand that while mental toughness is extremely important, mental toughness in and of itself is predicated on emotional resilience, on the ability to be emotionally strong, not just physically strong, not just physically tough, not just mentally strong, and not just mentally tough, but emotionally strong, to having that resilience to bend like a willow in the heavy winds, to stand up to the challenges like the strong brick wall, to have the ability to overcome the things that come at us and not necessarily have to see everything that comes at us, but having that, that belief in ourselves to overcome whatever might come at us. It comes from getting out of our own bubble, realizing that the way we think, believe, and some of the ways that we see the world aren't necessarily the way it is. Sometimes it's nice to be able to bridge that gap especially challenging ourselves intellectually, challenging our beliefs, and challenging our ideals. Next is to increase our pain threshold, to get comfortable being uncomfortable, to find the edges of our comfort zones, to be willing to find not just the physical pain threshold, but the emotional pain threshold, the mental pain threshold. And pain is different for each person. Sometimes it's stress, sometimes it's fear, sometimes it's chaos and, and overwhelm but to be able to find the lessons and to, and to understand how that works and to find our true strength within us is key and essential to finding that emotional resilience. And, of course, being patient, recognizing our self-worth, and seeing ourselves as the solution, seeing ourselves as the leader, the person that can take people, including ourselves, to the next level today and every single day. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here each and every single Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.